0: Life in my shoes is a bit of a musical at times. I mean, what's wrong with singing and dancing through the monotony of life's little tasks like cleaning, definitely cleaning, and possibly cooking? I admit my daydreams are mostly romantic period pieces with a vintage wardrobe from head to toe set in a home that's worthy of a spread in architectural digest. Reality? Most of the time isn't styled or set to music, but it could be. You're listening to Under My Roof. I'm Christina Rice, your host. I'm a real estate agent, I'm creative to my core, and home is my therapy. I'll guide you through this fun and creative podcast where together, We'll decorate our homes one corner at a time. We'll get organized and tackle simple but chic DIY projects. We'll encourage each other to explore doing more of what we love and work on improving ourselves in little ways that make big impact on our daily lives. We'll chat with experts and have some real conversations about building an intentional life in this busy world. Welcome to Under My Roof, Episode 1. Today, I'll be discussing who the heck I am, how your home really can inspire you, and I'll be asking you to join me on this adventure. Oh wait, and I'll probably get down to the truth of the matter in a little segment called Dirty Laundry. It's no secret that I love homes. And no, it's not because I'm a real estate agent. I became an agent long after knowing that I loved homes. But it doesn't hurt one bit that I get to surround myself with houses and really great people every day. My love of home started at a really early age. I recall stealing cafe curtains, literally with the rod still attached, along with pillows, kitchen items, even framed pictures right off the wall from my parents' house so I could use them as decor for the forts that we'd make across the street in my neighbor's backyard. Did anyone else do this? And as a teenager, my projects got a little more advanced. You could find me in the garage stripping and sanding the stain off of an old desk so I could refinish it for my room. I love refinishing furniture. I still do this today. It's so rewarding. I'm a serious before and after junkie. My parents built our family home when I was 17. I fell in love with the building process, from the selection of plans to the finished product. I looked at book after book of house plans, and I was suddenly fascinated by blueprints. I was disappointed when my parents didn't pick my favorite plan, but it didn't matter once construction started. Once it was framed, I drove over there almost every day after school. I'd get out and I'd walk through the house. The blueprints that I'd been staring at for so long were coming to life. Let me jump into what home means to me. For me, home is a place where my kids can feel safe. And wait a minute, no. Home is a place where we can all feel safe. Yeah, that is better. Um, And not safe from outside intruders. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about feeling safe to just be ourselves, safe to communicate, safe to create and try new things. And home is a place to feel loved. That's probably the most important one, if I was required to stop now. Um, Everybody who enters my house should feel cared for. And this can look different based on who's coming over, of course. But for friends, this translates into a relaxed, clean, and comfortable environment. But it also means that I'm prepared. I'm prepared to offer them a cocktail or a warm, home-baked cookie. And for overnight guests... Well, I want the ability to offer them a really cozy bed, a good meal, and really have some great conversation. And I'd love it if they could explore something new, if at all possible. And when it's time they go home and go on their way, I really want us to say our goodbyes, but have that feeling that we just wish it didn't have to end. Okay, so those are definitions. So how does that really translate to your space? Well, it doesn't just yet That's your foundation. That's your building block. And I'm a firm believer that you should infuse your space with your personality. Your home can and should tell your story. Your home can reveal your passions. It can show your sense of humor or your playfulness. It can make a statement, any statement that you want to make. And that's what takes decorating from a superficial level, you know, just looking a certain way, to something that's personal something meaningful. And when your home is in alignment with who you are, or better yet, who you aspire to become, that's when the magic happens. And I know this is going to sound really super corny, but I'm telling you, your home gives back to you. Okay, I know what you're thinking. I assure you, this is not the dreamer in me speaking right now. I have lived this. I believe this truly. Your home can boost your confidence. It can help start conversations. It can build connections with others. Your home can inspire you to explore something bigger than yourself. Okay, so I've been doing all the talking, but now I'd like you to start thinking about some of these things. So I have some questions for you. Is your personality reflected in your home? Spend some time in each room. Look around. What do you see? What kind of feelings do you get? Really, are the things that are in there meaningful or special or just give you some kind of feeling? Really be honest. So, what is your home giving back to you? Or better yet, what has your home done for you lately? Not enough. In fact, I have given a lot to my house lately. I've been cleaning and cleaning. No, my house is not giving back to me at all right now. I am in a far better place personally, and my home just doesn't reflect that. This was supposed to be a temporary place for us, so we just kind of threw everything together, and now it's making me crazy. Is any of this resonating with you? Do you have rooms in your home that just feel blah? or maybe your whole house. What has your house done for you lately? For example, is that master bedroom up to par when all the chaos of the day is said and done and you settle into that bed at night? Is it melting the stress away? Do you wake up feeling rejuvenated, ready to tackle the day? I know I'd like my master to do that, but that's what we're going to do room by room This will be an interactive podcast. I'll host an episode that'll give you very fun and manageable projects that you can go off and do at your own pace. So sometimes these projects will be personal work, really diving in to get to the bottom of you know, our meaning of home. Other times it will be an organizational project. Maybe not as fun, but always necessary. And then we've got decorating projects. We'll have a lot of decorating projects, maybe some DIY projects. Um, But I'm going to be doing these assignments right along with you, and so will others, and we will be there for each other. And even though each of us will have our own personal definition of home and have our own personal style, This will be a supportive and collaborative community. We'll share our thoughts, our ideas, our work, and we'll show off our progress. We'll be using Pinterest to build some boards for information, inspiration, and sourcing. And I really like the idea of keeping each other accountable. So I want us to connect. So let's connect on Instagram, and then you'll want to join the private Facebook group. And that's where you can post questions, make comments, and really post your progress so we can give you some kudos, for goodness sakes. All right, I am out of breath, (laughs) but I'm going to go on because I think if you're going to join me, you probably want to know who the heck I am. Well, I wasn't kidding when I said my life is a musical. I tend to put my words into song. Tonight, I may or may not have encouraged my kids to brush their teeth to the tune of Baby Got Back. Uh, Of course, I changed the lyrics because I have learned the hard way. What I say to the boys goes to school. So there's that. So I just busted out Baby Got Plaque," And then I busted out some of my moves. I think I was doing MC Hammer moves. The boys don't know the difference. Um, But they like my musical moments sometimes. And other times, I hear,
1: Mom, stop.
0: Once in a while. Mom, stop. Is my oldest. He's eight. And if I share anything too personal, I'd run the risk of violating his trust. So I will respect that. But he does like to have fun. I wonder where he gets that. Um, He likes to laugh. He likes to make people laugh. And he really has an ear for music, especially movie scores. He's currently throwing around the possibility of becoming a comedian, a filmmaker, a Navy SEAL, or, well, I'll just let him tell you.
1: Hi, my name is Brody. I'm really interested in the sharks, and I might want to be a shark scientist when I grow up. My favorite room in this house is my room.
0: Oh, I love that kid. Now my youngest is a wildly wise, beyond his years, and fearless four year old, soon to be five. Xander nicknamed him Killer because of his instincts and his gopher broke attitude. I'm smitten with his freckles, and I really love listening to him recount a story. His detail is almost as accurate as his father's.
1: My mom loves me, and I wish I could have a better house especially a two-story one, (laughs) And and I like Dinosaurs and Avengers and... What's your name? Van.
0: Those boys melt my heart so often. I wasn't exaggerating when I mentioned my daydreams are a period piece, I love my life right now, I do, but I always kind of feel a longing for a life in an earlier time, maybe a slower time, more innocent time. And I really have always been drawn to historical homes, too. I love the attention to detail and the craftsmanship that they put into those homes. You just don't see that much anymore. The music at my wedding, it was almost all 1940s big band jazz and swing music. I love horns and piano. Oh my gosh, I love it all. And I would jump into Grace Kelly's wardrobe and to catch a thief in a heartbeat, and I would wear one of those outfits to my listing appointment. Oh yes, I would. Uh, The practical side of me says to go ahead and wear the little white dress with the yellow rope loop detail and put my listing presentation in the matching white and yellow handbag. But honestly, I'd love to wear the blue chiffon ball gown to that appointment. (laughs) I really would. Thank you, Edith Head. That is an amazing wardrobe in that movie. So I think it's about time that I introduce to you my leading man. Everyone, this is Xander. Hello. So should I tell them our story? What story? Honey, our love story—how we became a family. You,
1: why are you? Why are you asking me? You're gonna tell them anyway.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> here it goes. Okay, so I had a house, and being in my twenties. I couldn't afford the mortgage without roommates because I needed to also have money left over for important things like furniture and accessories and clothing and shoes. (laughs) So I rented out the rooms. And Xander had just broken up with a long term girlfriend that he was living with at the time. And I had recently gone through a breakup. And, you know, we'd been in acting class together for a while. I always thought he was cute, from the first moment I saw him dancing to Beastie Boys on stage. Um, but, you know, we were both in relationships, so it didn't really matter, but, oh
1: We were all out and I needed to leave where I was, so I just asked, hey, anyone know of a room for rent?
0: And my hand shot up so fast. I had these feelings of, don't do it, you should not do this, but my hand just went up anyway.
1: Yeah, and then like a week or two went by, and I didn't call you.
0: No, you Um, didn't, and I thought I was off the hook.
1: No, but then I needed a place to go, and so there it was. I gave you a call, and...
0: And I knew it was going to be trouble. I would fall for him. He would break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but suddenly I hear myself giving him the sweetest deal possible. I mean, what, what did I charge no, you? No, no,
1: it was quite a deal. That's why I called you back because I couldn't find any place even close to what you were offering. It was like a garage space plus the room for like a grand total of like $300 a month. And that's without utilities or anything. So, <laughs> yeah, it was like free.
0: Oh, goodness. I clearly, I wanted you there. So we live together and seven years go by and we're still not married. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we had a lot of fun in those seven years, didn't we? Uh,
1: Yeah. yeah. We
0: we flipped some houses. Yep. We worked really hard on those houses. I put them to work. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I basically
1: had to YouTube my way into being a carpenter.
0: Oh, but you're a good carpenter. Oh, so we built kitchens, porches, Uh, redid bathrooms.
1: Yeah, whole entire decks, Mm -hmm. um, two staircases. I can't, whatever.
0: Oh, yeah, we painted the exterior of the Navy Street house.
1: Yeah, no, that we did ourselves.
0: (laughs) We were crazy. Um, I think I had paint in my hair for probably two years straight. No no joke. Um, We had some amazing vacations. Remember Maui? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and we lived in Santa Monica at the time. You had a motorcycle. Yes, I did. Uh, yeah, we'd, we'd ride into the movies on Third Street and have dinner, and we'd always get that really great parking spot up front.
1: That's <laughs> the best thing about a bike.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is sweet. I'm falling in love with you all over again. But we still aren't married. <laughs> nope. I had enough. And shortly after we returned from, we were in New, New York, York. New
1: York trip, yeah.
0: And I just asked, I said, if I plan a wedding, will you show up?
1: I thought about it for a sec. <laughs> <I> thought, <laughs> yes.
0: Yay. And we did. We got married. And it was fun. And then I think about maybe a month before our yeah, actual during, during ceremony. During the planning
1: of this whole, you know, ceremony. What do we find out?
0: I'm pregnant. So, yes, it, actually, I'm looking at a picture on our wall of our wedding day. And whenever I look at that picture, I always look at my belly. I mean, it's t- totally tiny. No, no one you're would know month there's. Along. You're st-
1: I know. There's nothing to see.
0: Nobody would know yeah. there's a baby in there, but I know. We knew. Yeah. And we have our little Einstein in that picture. We brought our dog to our wedding.
1: That was a good dog.
0: Oh, I know. We need a new dog. Not we yet. lost him.
1: Not yet.
0: All right, well, we will continue the dog discussion off the podcast. <laughs> but, I mean, with parenting right now, you know, we have two kids now, and we are in the
1: two, thick. Two boys, two boys. The
0: thick of this parenting, and it is hard.
1: Yeah, it's not as easy as it looks on paper, or the books make it sound, or any of that.
0: Yeah, you know, two beautiful, adventurous boys. What could go wrong? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So you may have noticed that Xander and I like to do things backwards. We live together before we date. I ask him to marry me. We get pregnant before we get married. And he's the stay-at-home dad, and I like to work. (laughs) I mean, it works for us. But I love my boys. And when I say I love my boys or refer to my boys, just know that I'm always including the big one, too. That's a little about me and my family and how I've come to love the home. And more will be revealed as we go through this adventure together, of course. But if you have some more time, I really want you to understand how I got here to this podcast and wanting to turn my house into a home and live a more intentional life. So stick around for a little segment that I call Dirty Laundry. There is dirty laundry under my roof, and I like to keep a tidy house. I'm going to tackle this dirty laundry before it piles up. Listener discretion is advised. My life has changed a lot in the last few years compared to the previous six. Um, I really feel like a different person. I'm probably not that different, but just a few shifts have made a world of difference, so it feels like I'm a different person. I'm finally living in a way that feels authentic, and being authentic to who I am has been so freeing. I've embraced my creativity in all areas of my life, which I never really understood how to do before. I kept my creativity in check. It was in hobby mode only. And I thought, okay, I am choosing to be a business person, so I need to go out there and be corporate and professional And yes, those things are good. I do like being professional, but I was missing something. I didn't have that satisfaction, and I never felt at home in my work until I brought in my storytelling, design, and decorating, and even dance into my daily routine. I've also let go of keeping up appearances. This was a horrible habit that I learned at a very early age. I think it started in school with some desire to get good grades. I worked really hard to get good grades, and I was never the smartest kid in class. But I worked so hard, and I felt like I was hiding behind this label as the smart kid. And I was really scared that if I opened my mouth, people would know that I was a fraud. But I finally let that go, whatever this label is that I thought was smart, and I'm just doing life my way, right or wrong, smart or not, and it's really freeing, and it really feels great to just get out in front of people instead of hiding. Now, I didn't set out to make these positive changes in my life. I can't take credit like that. They happened. After six long years of just kind of going through the motions of life, lacking in confidence, the ability to focus, and just making one bad decision after another. After having my first child, I was diagnosed with postpartum OCD. I mean, who even knew that that was a thing? But here I am. This is supposed to be the most beautiful time in our lives, and I'm having what they call intrusive thoughts. The thoughts about actually hurting my baby. Now, I knew I could never hurt him, but I didn't understand these thoughts. I thought maybe this is the beginning of crazy and that these thoughts would take over my rational mind. So, needless to say, this was a very scary time in our lives, but the intrusive thoughts were manageable. What was really damaging to me was this sudden fear and anxiety. Um, every fear that I could possibly imagine was amplified, so Will I be able to provide for my family now that I have a baby? Uh, Will I be a good wife? Will I be a good parent? All of that was amplified. And there were other anxieties that just appeared that suddenly were of concern. And this paralyzed me. I could not take action. I struggled with the ability to focus. It was so difficult for me to finish a task And this killed my confidence. And this went on for years and years and years. So during this time, my real estate consulting job dried up. There just wasn't any work left. And this was two months after having my second baby. And luckily, I did not have intrusive thoughts with him. Not a one, which is amazing. But I did still lack confidence and the ability to focus. So... Xander quits his job because he was miserable, I'm out of a job, and we just found out that Brody was accepted into a really great private school for kindergarten and elementary school for the next year. So what did we do? We sold our home, and this was the one that we had just finished fixing up that was just supposed to be our family home where we raise our kids. So we sell that house and move across town so we can be closer to Birdie's school for the next year. So no home, no jobs, and private school. Not the best choices. So I attempted to start flipping houses again. I mean, this was... Really, a passion of mine. I loved it. And probably because I could be that business person and use my creativity. But the real estate market at the time was just so competitive. Institutional money was coming in, buying homes for rental portfolios, a lot of foreign money was coming in to the market, and they were driving up prices. There just wasn't any profit margin in any of these projects, and I really felt lost. So about three years had passed, and not much in our lives had improved in that time when my dad passed away. It was then when I really took a hard look at my life since becoming a parent I lost my mom in 1998, and at this point, I was just trying to find a sliver of something positive after losing both parents so early in my life. You know, my mom didn't get to meet my husband. It breaks my heart. And neither of them will get to see my children grow up. And this all seemed really unfair. But I was suddenly comforted by the fact that they left me some gifts. And all of this came to me after a complete meltdown. My mom, she could light up the room. She wanted to live life and she loved to smile. She had a big, beautiful smile and she loved to laugh and have fun. And there's so much more about her that I could tell you. Uh, She was just, she had a knack for making everyone that crossed her path feel special. And she loved people so deeply. I just love all this about her. But I realized that I used to live a full life. I used to smile more, and I loved to have fun. This is the gift that she gave me, and I vowed to make my life fun again. And I not only needed to do this for me, but I needed to do this for my children. And my dad, he was a hard worker and a project man. He worked hard all week, but he still took pride in keeping his garage really organized, and he worked in the yard until it was manicured perfectly. And he always had to give me the tour of his accomplishments. He'd say, come on, let me show you what I did today. And as it turns out, I too love a project. I started to look at my life when I was at my happiest. And it was when I was heavily involved in projects. So this is my gift from my dad. And I vowed to start working on projects again. I literally started a project that very day of the meltdown. See, we had this tree in our neighborhood that we'd scooter past almost daily. This root that came out of the ground, out of the tree, it looked like a crocodile was just lounging there. So I decided we need to turn this into a real crocodile. So we made our own paint from flower and dye. We took our plans, paint and brushes and paper towels, and we went outside and we did turn that root into what we call Rudy. Rudy the crocodile, and we all got really involved. I snapped some pictures during this so we could capture the event, but it turned out beautifully, and at this time, I was mourning the loss of my father, and I just needed to connect with my boys. I needed them to comfort me, and this was the perfect project, so ultimately, I guess I needed this project. So I was still lacking in confidence at this point, but I really felt like there was a glimmer of hope in the focus department. So Xander and I talked it over, and I decided it was time that I get a job outside of the house. I really needed to prove to myself that I had the ability to focus, work hard, and really feel productive again for myself and for my family. And besides, we needed the money, really. So going back to work made me accountable to someone else. My bosses needed me to perform, my coworkers relied on me to help carry the workload, and customers needed me to, to guide them through, you know, an unfamiliar real estate transaction. So I went back and I actually liked it. And I was really proud of myself for rising to this occasion. My old work habits appeared again. I guess it's like riding a bike. You know, I could stay organized and streamline my work process for better efficiency. You know, and it was even fun. By 3 o'clock, we'd all get really loopy, and we'd just laugh over the silliest things until we cried. I really loved that time of day. You know, I made some good friends, and I knew I was back. So when things started to take a turn for the better, we decided to pull our son out of private school and move our family to Ventura County. Um, I hated where we were living, besides Rudy the crocodile, but it was just too crowded, and there wasn't enough open space, and I need nature. I needed the land, trees, and birds, and I really wanted this life for my boys, and looking back now, it felt like I was chasing someone else's life, hoping that it would just all work out, but you know, no more of that. We needed to do this our way. So we made the move, and we had to find a place, tour new schools, and apply for those schools um, all within this 30-day period. So it was this crazy, wild ride. But we did it, and even though it was hard, it felt right. And wouldn't you know it, Brody was accepted into the school that was our first choice. So life really started to feel like mine again. We were suddenly spending a lot of time hiking, and we were going to the beach, and the kids were really getting involved in local activities, and I just felt like I could breathe again. Now that we're feeling settled in our home life, it really allowed me time, time to start thinking about myself and my personal goals. Going back to work was definitely instrumental in me finding myself again, but it was never the end goal. I just knew at this point that I needed to be creative, and sitting at a desk in an office just wasn't enough. So I stayed in that position for a year, then I left to start my real estate business. And this whole process of deciding to be authentic to my creativity and bring it into what I do has really snowballed, because then I found this confidence to tear down the walls and really open myself up to people, regardless of my flaws or whether I think I'm smart. That's just so silly, and I feel so good about it. But do I have it all figured out? Absolutely not. But I do know from experience that you can change if you want to, and we have so much to learn from each other. So here I am, for the love of home and for the love of life, I want to turn our houses into a home, a place that feels authentic to who we are. I want this for me, and I want this for you. If I can inspire you, even in the smallest way to bring happiness and fulfillment, not only in your space, but in the way you live your life, then I call that a win. And have you noticed... That when you're working on one part of your life and you find a little bit of success, that success spills over into other areas of your life? Well, I have lived that and I'm banking on it now. So we'll make sure our personalities are reflected in our homes. We'll get our homes in alignment with who we are. We'll work on any room that doesn't leave us feeling positive positive. And we'll see to it that our homes are finally giving back to us so they can fuel other areas of our lives. Life in my shoes is a bit of a musical at times. With my boys singing back up, we'll dance our way through our weekend chores. I'll continue to daydream a romantic period piece adorned in a vintage wardrobe, of course. But this time, I'll be lounging in my new sitting area that's inspired by my carefully curated Pinterest board. Reality doesn't have to be styled or set to music, but it doesn't take that much more of an effort to make it happen. So I say, why not? Thanks for listening to Under My Roof. Join me on the next episode where we'll begin to define our true meaning of home, start building our Pinterest vision boards, and connect on social media so we can really start getting to know each other. I'm Christina Rice. Until next time.